You're listening to The Skinny with Rico Elmore, presented by Fatheads Eyewear. All right, this is Rico Elmore with The Skinny. Uh, Adam is not with us today. He's on uh, location in Russia trying to get a new guest. Anyhow, uh, with us today is a good friend and first-time, first customer ever for Fatheads Eyewear, Mr. Lincoln Kennedy. Rico, how you doing, man? I, I thought you changed the name of your podcast to The Skinny just to benefit the two of us. But, you know, I, I, do, uh, I do appreciate being on with you, brother. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good one. But, yeah, that's the only thing that I had that they could associate Skinny with. So <laughs> I figured it would uh, work out best that way. But a uh, little background on Lincoln uh, and fill in where I leave off. But, uh, you know, in 2004 when we started Fatheads, we, uh, you know, we started making some glasses, and by about 06, we had some for sale. And, you know, we were at a trade show in Las Vegas, and after the trade show, uh, Vision Expo West, after the trade show, we go back to the room and walk in there, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, my God, we got our first order. And I'm like, it's on now, man. It's on now. Well, about six months went by. I don't think we got another one, but... Anyhow, we got our first order, and uh, it was an individual by the name of Tamerlane Kennedy Jr. <laughs> so we didn't quite have our, our pieces all together. We were doing what we'd like to refer to as a pre-sell. So we get it all done, and it's right around Thanksgiving uh, at this point. And I called, and I said, and I remember I was driving down the road in Noblesville, Indiana, going to the post office, and I called, and I said, hey... You know, uh, I speak with Tamerlane Kennedy Jr. He says, yeah, this is me. And I said, uh, I said, hey, you know, I just want to thank you for your, uh, your business and uh, wanted, to, uh, wanted to ask you, how would you hear about us? And he said, well, I went online. I was looking for these stickers for my, you know, my buddies uh, that I played ball with in the league, you know, my kids' rooms and so forth. And I said, oh, you played, you played in the NFL? He says, yeah. And I said, I said, well, we do a lot of stuff with the Colts and, you know, uh, you know, things like that. And uh, sorry, we're in a bird sanctuary, by the way. <laughs> but uh, uh, Keep it from, close to tabs with nature. That's li- <laughs> live from the bird sanctuary. Uh, but anyhow, I, I said, I said uh, you know, I said, I said, yeah, I said, we do stuff with the Colts. And he said, he said yeah, he said, uh, Tark Glenn and Jeff Saturday are good friends. I said, they're good friends of mine as well. And he said... He said, well, they would know me as Lincoln, and it hit me. I was like, this is Lincoln Kennedy. <laughs> this guy, Raider great, pro bowler, all pro, Super Bowl champion. Yeah. So, anyhow, thanks for your business. Thanks for becoming a great friend. Oh. And uh, thanks for representing, I guess. Trust me, the, the pleasure has been mine. I, I find, it finally found a product that I can thoroughly trust and believe in. It's hard when you guys are our size. I mean, it's, it, it was always difficult for me to, uh, to, to find glasses, especially off the rack, living in California, constant sunshine. It was almost a necessity. But, you know, I, I learned very early on there are things that I could not find in, in an everyday store. I couldn't find hats that could fit me, and I couldn't find glasses that could fit me until your company came on. So. It was it was a marriage made instantly in heaven. Obviously, that's right. That's right. Well, that's cool. Yeah, we, uh, you know, there's a there's a lot more NFLers out there, mm-hmm. retired and and uh, current that, mm-hmm. you know, 
they need to find it out too. So, yeah. you know, eventually <laughs> they will and they'll appreciate it. Certainly. But, uh, but no, we, uh, you know, we were, we were talking a little bit before we came on here and, you know, just kind of talking about what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me about your cigar business. Well, my, the name of my cigar company is LK. It's E-L-K Cigars. Uh, and you can find us online at LKCigars.com. Um, uh, I've been a cigar connoisseur for a couple of decades. Um, shame to say this is the younger youth that I was smoking while I was playing. But uh, I've always enjoyed cigars, even going back to college. And uh, during my time, especially after I retired, I traveled around the world visiting different regions and sampling the tobacco when I get in, been an avid cigar smoker. And so a couple years ago, um, got with a blender friend of mine, created a blend, let some of my friends try it, and they all loved it. And they were like, hey, you should, you should do this. You should go into business. And so I worked out some deals with some tobacco growers from around the world uh, and then, you know, invest a little bit of time and energy in it. And then I started, uh, started a little cigar company, LK Cigars. Um, and it, it's more boutique-ish, parlor-ish because it's, um, you know, you know as well as I do, whenever you have a product, you got to go out and market it and, and, and stuff like that. So right. my, my, my day job, my normal day job, uh, especially during the season, is broadcasting both college and professional football, uh, college with the Pac-12 Network and professionally with Fox Sports Radio and, and Compass Sport Media, where I'm the color man for the, all the Raiders games. So I don't have a lot of time to travel around the country promote it to these little cigar spots, you know, but it is. But it's available online. We've got a couple places, brick and mortar in the country, that are that, are, that, that have it. Um, but as you see, I, I, I always travel with my case. I'm never afraid to make a deal. <laughs> so, That's right. That's right. <laughs> always That's ready right. to strike up a conversation. Only, thing, me, only thing missing is the handcuffed. Well, you know, that, that's, that's true. That's on the football. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, I can uh, I can attest for them. Great cigars. Yeah. And uh, thank you, brother. And you can tell the the, the blend is amazing. Thank I mean, you. it's just got a lot of it's got a lot of care into thank it. You. you know, and I and I think a lot about that because when you know when we you know when I you know started Fat Heads, it was like you know what what's worse than than uh, you know. Buying clothes that mm-hmm. don't fit. Mm-hmm. It's just as bad as buying glasses that don't fit. Oh, yeah. It looks like you're wearing your kids' glasses, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. And, well, I can't say your kids. Your well, son, my kids are bigger. Your, your boy's <laughs> big, so I can't say that. But, uh, but even he loves them. So, I mean, it's, 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 all, it's all good. It's, it's a product that is, is long overdue and well-received in, in the, the channels and the places I run with. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, so you, you spoke about, uh, you know, you spoke about the Raiders. Mm-hmm. We were we were kind of joking and laughing about it a little bit earlier. And and uh, what 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 loyal fans for one, which yeah. are ma- which are absolutely amazing. Uh, John Gruden coming mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. which you know has a lot of lot of marketable Certainly. market marketing power to uh-huh. it. Uh, you know. Have any thoughts on it that you can share? Well, you know what? It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting this year because one thing that Gruden, when, you know, of course there was a lot of excitement about him coming back, and and probably rightfully so. He was the last consistently winning coach that was at the program. Um, so, And it's long overdue. The Raider Nation is hungry. The city of Oakland is hungry because they're trying to get a championship before they move to Vegas. Now, I'm not here saying they're ready to win a championship. I don't think they're that that close yet. But they've got a good foundation. You got you as I, I both know that when it comes to sports, you got to strike while the, while the iron's hot. You know what I mean? So, um, 
it, there, it'll be an interesting year watching the Raiders and critiquing. Now, my biggest criticism of Gruden back in the day was that he was very conservative, ultra-conservative. And sometimes that's good and bad. But you, he, he came in and they made some moves with some free agents, uh, signed Jordy Nelson, uh, one of them, uh, more of a possession-style receiver that he had with, like, Tim Brown back in the day. Um, they signed uh, Doug Martin, uh, just another running back to add to the depth and a couple linebackers. I expect them to have a big draft because Reggie McKenzie, the general manager, has done some good drafts recently, so I expect them to have a, a big draft. Um, and that's going to play a, uh, pay a lot into their, their season as well, especially if they get guys like Gary and Conley to play. It was a first-round draft choice out of Ohio State last year. Uh, didn't play due to injuries most of this season. So they're relying heavily on the youth. And sort of the mantra that Reggie McKenzie took from Green Bay when he worked with the Packers, that they they draft well, build the foundation. They don't really do a lot in free agency, build the foundation. So on their to-do list is not only have a good draft next week, but also uh, uh, to sign Khalil Mack to a long-term contract because he is going to be one of those guys that, that is going to be a part of that stable foundation for the future, a tremendous pass rushing uh, outside linebacker slash defensive end. Well, uh as much as you love the Raiders mm-hmm. and are a Raider for life, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a Colt. I know, I know. And uh, and and you know, we're we're uh, we're doing a lot of rebuilding mm-hmm. right now. Uh, you know, had an unbelievable great friend and uh, Coach Pagano yeah. and his staff. And and you know, furthermore, I've had a great relationship with uh, with with really all the staffs yeah. that we've been been there with. I've been very fortunate. Uh, very fortunate for that, and you know the same training staffs there that's been there, mm-hmm. and and uh, so you know we we uh, we do stuff back and forth with them, and and uh, you know try to uh, try to as well you know uh, utilize our relationships for you know some of our fundraising and philanthropy stuff as Certainly. well, which which works works very well with us. So, are you involved in anything right now? Any uh, any charities or things? That, well, that... you know what? Um, I, I've, I guess I don't know if it was it was an unofficial promotion, if you will, to for it to be sort of the ambassador between the team and the Raider Nation fan club or fan you know associations. There, you know, just speaking about philanthropy, there's a number of. Um, Raider booster groups that here in the area of Phoenix that I live in. As a matter of fact, I think there's three main booster clubs. And um, drawing those into the charities that the Raiders are involved with um, and helping with the transition to the Vegas move, that's going to happen in a couple of years I'm, I'm involved with. Um, uh, but you know, my way of giving back as best I can is like I help out youth sports and I go and I talk to schools in this time of year, in springtime and stuff like that. I'm also involved with the National Football Foundation, which is, um, which uh, was inducted into their Hall of Fame in 2015. Um, they, on, I'm a board member and pushing the Football Matters initiative around the country because, you know, uh, there are a lot of little Timmy moms, little Timmy's mom that don't want to let their sons play football, and the numbers are going down, and that affects the. You know, I think football is a great game. I think it's. Uh, I enjoy playing it. It's a contact sport, so it has its inherent dangers or inherent, you know, drop offs, if you will, that possible injuries. It's not for everybody, but sports in general have always been a way for you to build character to learn how to work on a team and that's why you know in the in the, the fortune 500 world just companies business you want you know people like turn into athletes or hear from athletes to figure out how they it, did it it's interesting you saying that because you're exactly right uh you know 
during the hiring process, I mean, myself included mm-hmm. and a lot of others that, you know, that we do, uh, that I know that own companies, very successful companies, you know, one of our, one of our main initiatives is, you know, we try to hire, uh, you know, former retired military right. and, uh, you know, we'll eventually move into, uh, more of a production standpoint mm-hmm. where we can actually work with able and disabled. Right. So, uh, so there's a couple things there. So leadership in the military, Certainly. you know, learning your learning everything there. Uh, but you know what? Team sports, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's much of the same. And you know, the team sports side of it is is, you know what? You you, you know, I'm going to line up mm-hmm. shoulder to shoulder with mm-hmm. you, and mm-hmm. you know what? We're going to go that way. Right. And uh, if you don't push as hard as I do, guess what? We're right. not going to go that That's way. That's exactly right. And uh, you know, it's a lot of what I, what I, you know, tell, you know, our team, you know, at Fat Heads is, you know what, listen, uh, you know, we're all on the same side of the rope. Mm-hmm. We're all pulling the same way. And if you've got one person that isn't on there pulling, guess what? We'll never win. That's exactly and right. You'll never have to worry about it. So, well, that that's that's awesome because I, it, we we need ambassadors to the young kids. Mm-hmm. We need people that, that'll talk to them mm-hmm. and... Uh, and help form the youth of America. I mean, that's our future, yeah. you know. And I know probably the elders, when they saw us coming up, said, oh, my God, that's our future. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what we say or yeah. what we feel as well. So, True story. you know, True story. we got we to go to work a little bit harder right. on it. But, that's uh, right. But, no, it's, uh, you know, it's it's been... Uh, you know, it's been great seeing, you know, uh, athletes, former athletes, you know, and, 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 and people that kids can look up to. Right. Not guys that are out getting in trouble. Right. You know, and, and that's the other thing, you know, that, that a lot of a lot of people don't understand is, you know, that, uh, you know, the NFL, these are these are young men. Yep. And somewhat still kids. Very much so. You know, and. uh you know the uh, the unfortunate part of the the league, and no fault. I mean, you know, we learn by mistakes a right. lot of times. Right. But you know, the unfortunate part of the league was, you know, they just kind of turned them loose with millions of dollars and said, "Hey, get it, figure it out, figure it out." Exactly Good right. Luck. Exactly right. And they didn't have any of these programs mm-hmm. like Herm Edwards mm-hmm. was, you know, was mm-hmm. involved with, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, a, a bunch of different people mm-hmm. where they spoke to these. These rookies mm-hmm. and you know these kids. Mm-hmm. Part of their rookie orientation was, mm-hmm. you're going to set through this and mm-hmm. you're going to listen to this it. And exactly I hope right. you understand it. True story. So, yep. you know, uh, I think it's great that they've done that. You know, I think it's uh, I think it's great that uh, you know they're working on uh, you know safety as always. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, we've got these amazing athletes and they're bigger, mm-hmm. they're faster, they're mm-hmm. stronger mm-hmm. than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, uh, I've stood on the sidelines mm-hmm. many times, mm-hmm. and the collisions sound like an automotive oh, accident. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've got a running back going mm-hmm. as hard as he can, and a linebacker coming up That's or a right. safety. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do they get up? <laughs> you know, how do you get up off the ground after mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. So. You, you, you longer than I, of course, but in the trenches, you know, you mm-hmm. were pretty close contact. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was not a lot of big running going no, on. So. We weren't running anywhere, but we had that, we did have that sumo style collision contact going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Hitting bellies>. so, <laughs> exactly. So, 
But it, it's interesting that the like I said, the Raider move. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. You know, who else could have moved to Vegas? It seemed seemed the marriage that 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 was meant to be. If there was ever going to be a team in Vegas, uh, it was it was it was surely to be the Raiders. And a, mo- a lot of people don't know this, but I know Mark Davis, the current owner of the Raiders, was able to get it done with the NFL. But you know, way back in the day, Al Davis was always talking about the the Raiders possibly moving. It just seemed fitting. Al had a house in Las Vegas, um, um, and he often visited. Matter of fact, we were. We were often, as a member, as the players, whenever we had our bye week, after we came out and you know, coach said, you know, see you Tuesday, we had those four days off. We're, we're hitting Vegas. We're right, <laughs> collectively right, we're going to party right. in Vegas. So now to be a part. And it'll, it'll be good because, the, you know, the, a new stadium, new venture, new possibilities, uh, a, a new culture, if you will, uh, surrounding professional sports is long overdue. Uh, the Vegas is a tremendous city, as you know, and um, it, it, there's and a beautiful and city. Beautiful city, yeah. and what, what better way of marketing to figure it out? Hey, look, after a weekend fun, you can watch an NFL game on a Sunday, yeah, and, and live in person. And you didn't one, have that luxury. One of our number one markets for fatheads, Las Vegas. Well, I can believe that. One of our number one markets. It, it is. Uh, I don't know if there's a lot of winners and their heads are swelling up. I'm not sure how that <laughs> takes place or what takes place there. But uh, you got to walk off. We got to walk in that sunshine to walk off those those drinks and that's <laughs> partying. Right. That's right. Holding a little water. That's right. That's exactly up, right. So. But no, it's uh, it, it. I I look forward to it. I look forward to going out and, yeah. and checking out the you know the new facility mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you know I talked to Bob Romanski mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. with the team the equipment uh, manager mm-hmm. and. He's talking about how they're designing the locker oh, yeah. rooms and getting a say in all of it, mm-hmm. which you know is cool because mm-hmm. guess what? He's the one that has to, uh, you know, he's the one that has to deal, with, deal it. with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if something's not right, well, he's the one that'll get to deal with it every day. Yeah. You know. Well, so. I remember when they transformed the facility that they're at right now. I mean, when we first moved in in '96, it was my first year with the team. It was an abandoned office building. I mean, we had our our first two seasons. We had our locker rooms outside in bungalows and showers and everything else before they. they they moved us in uh, um, into the facility, and then I remember Bob and where his equipment room was, the locker room, and stuff like that. But these days, this is what professional sports has morphed into. These 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 stadiums are no longer just stadiums; they're palaces. Jerry's World down in Dallas. You know, you talk about Lucas. Well, I mean, these these stadiums are so magnanimous; they draw in so much other than football itself. It's 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 really an experience. I mean, um, the days of you know the days of tailgating are pretty much long gone because they want to draw you in and want you to spend money in their facility and stuff like that. So there, you know, there's places that are putting three, four, five star restaurants in a stadium. I mean, whoever yeah, thought about right. going to uh, you know going to see a game and then having dinner at a five star place? But right. this is what they're trying to do. Right. This is the next level they're trying to do. So, you know, from LA's new stadium and you know this this year's draft is going to be at Jerry's World in, in Dallas. Um, it'll be interesting to see the performance they put on because I think Philadelphia, what they did last year with the draft, set the bar so high that anybody that comes after them is really going to have to do it in because right. Philadelphia showed off. They did it right. And they did it right. And, yep. and then, you know, the, the the high that they're riding even through the Super Bowl, you know, NC2A championship, you know, it, it, right now with the Sixers, everything, that city is on an all-time high. Yep. And so you've got city officials who are looking at like, well, if we get that. So that's what the new stadium would do for yep. Vegas. You know, the, the Knights, the hockey team is doing well. And the Raiders are going to put their their um, their practice facility and their training facility, well, not the training facility, 
silly, but they're over silly, is going to be out by where the, the, the Golden Knights are outside of the city limits and just the stadium. And the way the stadium is designed and the way it's looking, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the concepts of it, it's going to be beautiful. You're going to have a big, big uh, glass window that shows you the strip at night. You know, you can see it right across the 15. So it's, it's coming together. It'll be awesome to see in a couple of years. Yeah, that's uh, and and you know we we have a you know our our team uh, at Fat Heads we have we have a great love for uh, for racing and things like that yeah. and you know one of the one of the you know cool things that they're doing over at uh, that they're doing over at uh, the stadium in St. Louis now they're running indoor races. Oh really? Yeah, they're running indoor races and uh, they put dirt in there. Wow! And uh, and you know what? They're getting a lot of people there, a lot of people. And uh, you know, I I know a lot of times there's really no choice in the matter that you know they have to tear down mm-hmm. the stadium to make mm-hmm. room for the mm-hmm. other one or mm-hmm. what have you. But man, if you had a stadium tour of all these stadiums oh, yeah. that used to be up and and you know you have the monster jams mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but. And some of that stuff, you know, the the uh, new stadiums don't want in there, right. you know, right. and it's not a big enough deal to them. So, but uh, but no, it's it, it's it's interesting to to see it happen. Uh, you know, of course, we talked about you know L.A. with uh, with the Rams mm-hmm. going there, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, you know the the Chargers mm-hmm. having a new place, which you know is cool. Mm-hmm. It, it, doesn't feel that great, probably for people in San Diego, no, but no. Uh, they're not the big, the biggest Spanos fans, especially San Diego Chargers. Yeah, 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 but it's not that far away from them either. Right. And they got a new facility and uh, and things like that. And, and Rico, I think you know, I think people have to understand. I, I understand the loyalty and the affinity, the the affiliation, but we got to understand this is a business. I mean, you know, the and and when it's and because you and I are both business owners, sometimes you have to do what's better for the bottom line. Right, and you might you might not make a lot of friends along the way, but those are those hard decisions that you have to you have to do, and and you know there there are a number of fans that fell off once the Raiders went to to, to Las Vegas or signed a deal to proposal to go to Las Vegas, and now there's even some stories of speculation that the city of Oakland might try to sue the NFL over the, the move, but. I was I was affiliated with I've been affiliated with the Raiders for over 20 years, and when I got there in '96, as I mentioned, there were already speculation we we're going to get a new stadium. 21 plus years later, it still hasn't happened. And so, you know, I don't know who to blame. I don't know. I'm right. sure there's probably both sides have equal blame, but it didn't get done. Right. And there's nothing more embarrassing to me as a commentator than to see an iconic, as iconic football team as the Oakland Raiders have to share a stadium with a baseball team. Right, right. And in this day and age where everybody, everybody's got new stadiums. Hell, right. look, at, look at what happened down in Atlanta. I remember being in the Georgia Dome when I first started in the league and played for the Atlanta Falcons. It was, all, it was owned by the, the five Rankin, the Rankin Smiths, the five Smiths. Um, they had the Georgia Dome. The Georgia Dome was, all, was open two years before I got there. And now, within, the, within less than 25 years, they've imploded the Georgia Dome and bar, built the Mercedes Dome. You see yep. what I'm saying? And, yep. and then these, these palaces are coming up. So why is it that every other team can get a stadium or get right. a deal right. but the Raiders and Oakland? And so it's, it's disheartening. I have a lot of love and affinity for the city of Oakland because I had a tremendous amount of friends, family there, stuff like that. But they deserve to have their own stadium. Right, right. And, and that is correct. And. <clears throat> One of the, it's funny you were talking about them building, them building new, you know, new places mm-hmm. and this and that. Well, in 19, 
let's see, it would have been in 94 or 5. No, it's probably 95. I was in Atlanta and watched the last game at Fulton County Stadium. As I'm putting in the ATM machines for uh, for the Olympics mm-hmm. and what ended up turning into Turner Field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, hell, now they've tore that down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they're building another stadium. Exactly. Up, you know, in Cobb County. Yep. Because they did a study where all their, you know, all their season ticket holders were from. And it was Cobb County. But I'm like, man, that's horrible. That's like three places, you know. And yeah. I mean, that, but, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I get it. And, I mean, it's it, and what you're talking about, you know, you're always building the team. Mm-hmm. And you're always, and that's us in business. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the football mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. You're always building the team. And you're right. You know what? There's sometimes you just don't want to let go of, uh, of you know, of that Peyton man. Right, certainly. You certainly know what I mean? Story, yeah. He was an all-star. Yeah. And still is an all-star. Yeah, without a doubt. And you know what? You let him go. He went to Denver and was an all-star there. Yeah. But unfortunately, he, you know, him and Jimmy both decided that he wasn't the future Correct. of the Colts. Right. And that we needed to do something Those different. Those are hard decisions, yeah. It was a hard decision, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh it, there's things like that that happen a lot, and sometimes those are the worst things that we have to deal with as business owners. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with as a coach, mm-hmm. making the hard decision mm-hmm. and saying, you know what, we're just not going to, we, we can't do this anymore yep. the way we're doing it. Yep. And, uh, and a lot of times it works out for the betterment of everybody, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I mean, you were in Atlanta, you went to you went to Oakland. Mm-hmm. I mean, and. Uh, you know, it was probably probably a pretty good move. So oh, it was uh, definitely a good move for me. It revitalized my career. Al Davis uh, made a trade for me because I wasn't happy in, in, in Atlanta. They were back then. They were running a system that I just did, was not conducive to my abilities as a player, and it wasn't playing a lot. Was very frustrated. Was starting to be written off as a first round bust. Thought I could still play, and, and so I went to my agent. Uh, you know, Ken Herock was a managing uh, general uh, general manager back then, uh, team president. And I went to Ken Herrock, who I'm good friends with to this day. And after three years, I was a restricted free agent. But I only signed a um, I only signed a three-year deal because I had a feeling that my agent had warned me, you know, if the system doesn't work out, we want to be able to get out. Uh, and this was the first year. 1993 was the first year of the collective bargaining agreement. And so there were a lot of guys who were coming in signing five, six-year deals just so they could, you know, get over that free agency hump and the teams wouldn't have to pay a lot of money. I took less money for a lesser year deal, um, less stability, and I was glad that I did because after three years, I went to Ken Hirock. I said, either cut me or trade me. I won't play in a Falcon uniform again. And he's like, well, we can't just let you go because you're a first-round pick. And I'm like, well, I'm not happy here. I don't like June Jones. I don't like this system. I don't like this program. I think you have an inferior athlete playing in front of me, and if I'm not going to see the field, I'm not going to waste my life here uh, up under this. So um, you know, I was able to make the trade for um, uh, with, a, with Oakland. Uh, went there and never looked back and, and was, became great friends with the late, great Al Davis. May he rest in peace. Uh, but he gave me a chance to come and play. And the, the first moment I showed up was a starter from day one and finished my career as a starter. He was a, he was an amazing individual. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And a trailblazer, if you didn't like it. Right. I don't know if he even thought sorry. No, no, not, not, not at all. You know, the great thing, the greatest thing to me about Al is that uh, share a real, real quick story. I was playing in the East-West Shrine game um, coming out of college, and it was the practices were at Stanford University. 
So I walked up the hill one time after practice, and I saw Al Davis over there in his white sweatsuit with his towel, you know. And I was just like, hey, that's Al Davis, owner of the Oakland Raiders. So I went over there, and I shook his hand. I said, Mr. Davis, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Lincoln Kennedy. He was like, you know, I know who you are. He's like, you're probably not going to be around when we get our pick, but one day you're going to be a Raider. And so obviously when you fast forward and saw how everything came about, it just blew my mind, and to you know, and he was one of the greatest storytellers, te- uh, storytellers. And so when I came to the team in 1996, I was uh, I was around this time, as a matter of fact, um, came over to the team uh, with a part of the trade. We were going out to minicamp, and uh, Al was out there and standing on the sidelines. And I walked to ask him when I got there, and I said, "Mr. Davis, it's good to see you again." And he shook his head and he's like, "I told you you'd be a Raider, and here you are." So I love it. Yeah, I love it. So, getting close to wrapping up, uh-huh. give me something funny in the NFL, something you got to enjoy that, you know. I enjoyed I enjoyed the limelight. I, I enjoyed the experience of being an athlete in a town that appreciated the sport. And, and there, there's something that's just great when you, you, you walk into a restaurant and, and they, they've got your spot ready for you, you right. know, or you go into a, a bar and they know your drink. You know what I mean? There's something, right. there's something about that that makes you feel, feel good. Appreciate it. Exactly. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And, and one of the most difficult things that I've come to experience with athletes is that they have a hard time when that light goes off, not being recognized yeah. and a lot of destruction. That, that's why that transition, especially for NFL athletes is so difficult. Uh, you see a lot of, you know, lives ending up in divorce and stuff like that. So what you, you spoke on the fact that the NFL seems to be doing more to, to try to prepare these guys for life after football. And it's, it's a difficult task. If you think about it, their lives are regimented, high school, college, right. pros, you're told where to go, you tell when to sleep, when to eat, everything else. Then after all that, all that, that, that structure is gone, what do you do? Right. Whether you got made a ton of money in the league or you didn't, you made a little money, you're still going to make more money in the National Football League for your short career than you will in just about any job outside. Yeah. You see right. what I'm saying? And right. that's the biggest misnomer. So I, I, I like to see guys taking, you know, more control of their careers and more and prospecting for the future, not insisting that football is going to be a forever thing because we know it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's that is an interesting, uh, interesting fact, because mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of my friends that, you know, are former players and and good players. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they could spend like they were still playing, but when they stopped playing, they forgot to stop spending that's like exactly they were right. playing. True story. And, you know, you have somebody that's that's really beat their self in the ground mm-hmm. for the game, for mm-hmm. the money, mm-hmm. for the comfort mm-hmm. for them and their family, mm-hmm. and it's gone. And it's gone. And it's gone, and it's, it's you've, done, you've done all of this work and all of this, uh, you know, yeah. preparation. And it's just like you said, I mean, it's... You know, I always remember talking to Tark Glenn, him mm-hmm. telling me, he goes, he goes, man, he goes, let, let me tell you, he goes, and, and by the way, Tark Glenn was probably one of, if not the best, one of the best mm-hmm. tackles mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. league mm-hmm. And, and then, then and now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny listening to him. He goes, yeah, you know, everything's cool other than this conditioning, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, and he was he was fine with uh, he was fine with doing uh, 
doing the doing the eating like most oh, of yeah. us, but oh, not yeah. by would get the other no, part. No, we, but, uh, we, we didn't like the condition. We had to always work off that extra weight. So it's especially like, when you go to a place like Elmo's and you have a nice steak. Yeah, <laughs> like, turn around and have to work like it out Sarah, in the morning. Sarah Goose would tell oh, me yeah. what he. Uh, <laughs> Him and John Ray, big John Ray, mm-hmm. uh, Tony was telling me that he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, you know, Zupanzig was weighing us. And, you know, if we, did, if we didn't make weight, you know, we were in trouble. Yep. We were going to get fined, fine, like, in, a, right. big, in oh, a big yeah. way. Oh, yeah, I remember those days. And, uh, and you know, Tony had the money because mm-hmm. Tony got drafted mm-hmm. pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you know, his first contract was good. Yeah. And here you got John Ray, which was a star at West right. Virginia. Right. And, you know, he was fighting to, to do his thing. Well, the next thing you know, these guys have taken, I don't know if it's pennies, dimes, quarters, nickels, but they took change and put it underneath the scale. And it wasn't, it wasn't weighing them the right way. Right. So they were, tur- it was turning out okay. Right. right. Well, the, ne- the, next, the next thing you know, one of the running backs gets on there, mm-hmm. and they're about, oh, I don't know, about 40 pounds light. <laughs> and so they're in trouble going the other way. Right, right. <laughs> you know, instead of... Uh, instead of uh, Instead of going uh, going up, they're oh, yeah. they're too too small. So, oh, yeah. but uh, but yeah, a lot of and you know, and that's the other thing that a lot of people don't understand. You know what? The players in the in the NFL are people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you don't want to go to dinner and mm-hmm. have somebody grabbing on you the right, whole time certainly. you're at dinner. Right. You know, and neither do they. Yep. And it's just about respecting people. And, you know, I've been around them a long time and, mm-hmm. and you know, good friends that have been there that are there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, don't act like a groupie. Right. Treat them like Certainly. a person That's and very with, true. with respect yep. and you'll get it back. And it'll story. come back at you. But uh, in closing, I want to thank you, Juan, for being a good friend. Oh, and uh, and uh, it's amazing, 2006. Yeah. 12 years, baby. <laughs> you got it, brother. And hard, it's a pleasure of mine, man. Hard, Trust me. Hard to believe. Yeah. So, anyhow, Rico Elmore again. Adam is, uh, I don't know where Adam is. <laughs> anyhow, signing off for the skinny. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And be sure to check back often for more of the skinny with Rico Elmore, founder and CEO of Fatheads Eyewear. The skinny, available now on iTunes and RicoElmore.com.